America is often coined the opportunity land, which is the pull factor for many immigrants. However, soon after coming to America, many immigrants realize the hardships they may face. Sahas for Cause is one such organization that attempts to help immigrants from South Asia in their transition into American society. I sat down with the founder of Sahas for Cause, Pyle Sahani, to discuss how she runs this all-encompassing nonprofit. Could you give us a quick background on what Sahas for Cause is, like its mission statement? Mm-hmm. Sahas for Cause is a not-for-profit organization. It is a 5013C. Um, our mission is to uplift quality of life of South Asian immigrants. As we all know that as immigrants, we suffer a lot from adjusting to this new host country. Um, and acculturation stress is huge when uh, we are coming at different levels, different phases of our life. And um, so that is what we are trying to do. Okay. So why did you get into this um, nonprofit spectrum? And is it because you identify as an immigrant yourself? Mm -hmm. Yes, you're very right. Um, I want to do this work because I have my own journey of an immigrant, which I know is not easy. It was not easy. Um, and everybody who's hearing me, if you are an immigrant, you will be able to empathize and relate to what I'm going to say. Um, you know, when I came to United States of America in 2000, um, you know, I was very naive, very new uh, to this country. You know, I um, had my accent, uh, you know, the Hindi accent that I today I very proudly carry. But at that time, I struggled. Yes. I tried to pretend a lot. I tried to put on the American accent quite a bit. Yes. Um, but I failed. I miserably failed. <laughs> and um, I've always worked in healthcare, mm. So, you know, uh, working with multidisciplinary teams, doing rounds with them. Uh, you know, wanted to fit in. But um, eventually, I figured out that I am much better when I'm authentic. Yes. And I'm myself. And slowly and eventually, everybody was able to understand what I was saying or what I was trying to convey. Mm -hmm. So on that intellectual and clinical level, I think I was absolutely fine. Okay. So, um, so my journey and my experiences that I had as an immigrant has a big impact on me. And I really feel that if there is or there are organizations like Sahas for mm -hmm. Cause, you know, we can help support those newcomers much better so that they know that, okay, you know, this is where I can go and talk mm -hmm. or I feel lost or I feel, I feel really low, you mm -hmm. know, because I'm alone. I don't have my family. I don't have my relatives. I don't have friends, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so, so it's a very simple mission, simple cause, but that is what it is. Right. Yeah. So who are the people that your um, nonprofit try, strives to help? So um, we are dedicated to help anybody and everybody who's an immigrant. Mm -hmm. We specialize in serving South Asian community because we are South Asians. Um, we uh, serve youth, women, and older adults. Mm -hmm. um, youth, because uh, youth is the second generation. Yes. Uh, that also is impacted by immigration of their parents mm -hmm. and um, they live in that uh, dichotomy yes. of either to you know relate to the American peers or to relate to their family their parents and please them and you know fit in 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 the family forum yes so um, that is the part that you know we are trying to focus we are trying to make them more comfortable with 
you know, their, their identities yes. in both spectrums. Um, and then we have women's health where um, domestic violence and sexual assault is huge. Um, we as South Asians uh, feel that, you know, we are very family oriented and domestic violence doesn't happen to us, but that's a big myth. Yes. There is a lot of domestic violence that happens in our families. Yes. And it is not only intimate partner violence, but there is also um, violence through families, yes. through in-laws, through sister-in-law, through, you know, extended family. Mm -hmm. And so um, that is another part of um, work that we are focused on. Um, we are also um, focused on education. Mm -hmm. So we go to different forums, we go to schools, we go to colleges, universities, um, and we talk about, you know, uh, domestic violence from South Asian perspective. Mm -hmm. We try to make them understand who South Asians are so that, you know, we, we need to get out and let people know that we are here. You know, because we are known to be a very quiet and silent community. Yes, yes. We just live in our hub and in our bubble and we are very happy. Yes. But I think it's about time that we get out and we talk. Yes. Um, so that and then we also work with seniors, South Asian seniors, because they struggle with a lot of loneliness and loneliness can lead to depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So the project that we have is called Maj Masti Sehat, mm -hmm. and it is a preventive mental health project where we meet with our South Asian seniors in a culturally sensitive forum. Mm -hmm. uh, we do a lot of uh, group psychotherapy, but it is all embedded in the cultural format that you know we, it is not in the face because mental health even today is a big taboo in yes. our community. Yes. So we don't announce ourselves as a pure mental health organization, but we are a social service organization, you know, yes. dedicated to do. Yeah. Okay. So. Could you tell us the English version of your Moj Masti Sehat? So Moj Masti Sehat is um, fun, relaxation and health. Okay. So Sehat is health. Mm -hmm. Moj Masti is fun and relaxation. So basically putting them at ease and having them uh, enjoy you know, the peer group, peer network without the influence of their kids or without, you know, the burden of taking care of their grandkid. Yes. It is just them, their age group. And Sehat, because, you know, at that um, part of our life, we really need to focus on our physical health and mental health. So we bring experts into our forums every oh, time okay. and we touch, um, you know, one or the other organ and we talk about it. Well, I know that you're... Um educational background also plays a very big role in your uh, the mental health aspect of your um, nonprofit. So could you give us a quick background on that? Mm -hmm. So uh, I did my first master's in India, mm -hmm. and that's uh, master's in social work, and I specialized in medical and psychiatry. Uh, so mental health was my passion from the get go. Mm -hmm. um, I worked in different mental health setups in India. And uh, when I came to United States, I started working for um, um, maternal and child health uh, in New York. And I worked with postpartum depression oh, uh, patients okay. quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And even there, I think I was able to uh, utilize my experience of an immigrant because I worked with a lot of Hispanics and African-Americans mm -hmm. there. Um, and then um, I um, also worked at Ground Zero. Um, oh, wow. You know, when I was in New York when 9-11 happened wow. and I served at the ER that night, you know, because we were expecting a lot of casualties coming in. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, I, I volunteered at Ground Zero uh, to do the therapy and counseling for a lot of uh, trauma 
clients and PTSD was the major diagnosis, mm -hmm. you know, at that time. Um, then I moved to uh, Chicago where I worked uh, for a mental health hospital um, in their intensive care unit um, and had an amazing experience to understand that mental health is a taboo everywhere, no matter it was in India uh, or it was in America. You know, we, I think we human beings are very, very similar at some level. Um, and there I also worked with LGBTQ community oh. to a great extent. I, after that, we moved to Cincinnati where I worked with bariatric surgery team, which is a weight loss surgery um, uh, team. I worked with teenagers who were struggling with obesity. Oh, okay. um, and it was an amazing experience to see that how discrimination is also at another level of size and shape. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, I created a, a support group for body image. And when I was in Cincinnati, I did my second master's in uh, health administration mm -hmm. because I really wanted to um, understand healthcare from systems perspective. I joined Global Health Department of Cincinnati Children's Hospital where uh, we took care of patients from all over the globe. I know that you uh, discussed how women in the South Asian community are victims of domestic violence, but another thing that is prominent in South Asian community still to this day is patriarchy. A lot mm -hmm. of women are not always seen as equals to mm -hmm. their male counterparts. So I was wondering if you felt some type of discrimination when um, presenting yourself as an executive in your own business that you founded mm -hmm. um, and like any any takeaways that you have from that? Um, I mean to say, uh, fortunately, after coming to LA, I did not, um, you know, experience that. But yes, when I started my journey uh, in New York, mm -hmm. um, it was difficult, you know, to make my own position, to make my own um, mark. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely one, as a female, second, as a female of color. Yes. Um, and you know, having an accent mm -hmm. uh, coming uh, from a totally different country and making uh, people understand that I know the subject, yes. I can contribute. So it, it, it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, patriarchy is there, it's still there. Mm -hmm. And I see that in my practice, because um, when I when I serve these females suffering from domestic violence, you know, it takes a long while for the South Asian females to reach out for help mm. only because of our patriarchal system, yes. you know, because they get married in India or in Pakistan or Bangladesh, and then they come here to live their life um, in, in America, their glorified image of America. Yes. Um, but unf unfortunately, when they are struck with domestic violence or sexual assault, they are confused mm -hmm. because they were not expecting anything like that to happen. Mm -hmm. Because of the patriarchal system and because of the collectivistic society yes. that we are, yes. you know, we think as family. Yes. So the female is trying to save her face. She's trying to save the pride of her family and is very silently um, suffering with this domestic violence and other kind of abuse that she's bearing from her partner mm -hmm. and his family. Mm -hmm. uh, so when a phone call comes to me or when a patient walks through my door, I take each and every client very seriously mm -hmm. because it takes a lot for a South Asian female to pick up a phone call to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Probably she has 
she has reached the rock bottom. Mm-hmm. She is exhausted everything that was in her capacity, and that's when that phone call comes to me. Mm-hmm. So every phone call is very important. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any um, specific phone calls or anything anything that someone has said that has reached out to you that you feel has really um, embodied your mission, like why you're doing this, or something that has really changed your perspective? Mm-hmm. This female whose husband was in jail because of the domestic violence oh, wow. and the um and so she was coming to group therapy because she was missing him mm-hmm. you know domestic violence is a very peculiar kind of a disease where it's love hate relationship it's very very cloudy you know the females are in that um in that confused phase that you know what they are doing is right or wrong um so there was a female who who said that you know her husband used to spit on her mm-hmm. you know that was his form of abuse mm-hmm. and and still you know she was feeling guilty that you know she because of her he was in jail mm-hmm. and so that's an example of how extreme these situations are and how vicious these cycles of domestic violence are mm-hmm. that you know the the females cannot think right yes till a long 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 time that enough is enough Mm-hmm. until they can really stand up for their pride and that's where i feel that importance of mental health therapy and counseling is yes. so huge where you can make them understand make them give them that uh, window of opportunity to analyze okay. um, yeah uh so when when starting this nonprofit had you um start like started a business prior or this was your first business that you've started? Um, so this is my first business, first uh, not-for-profit venture that I, um, I've i started. Okay. I've always uh, worked. I've worked in healthcare. I've mm-hmm. worked in hospitals and uh, other non- not-for-profits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I wanted to do much more than what I was able to do in other positions. Yes. And I think opening up my own um uh, not for profit gives me that platform where I can really jump into different roles. I can sometimes be an executive. Uh, uh, sometimes I can just become a case manager. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can just become that researcher who's sitting, yes. you know, um, on internet and just researching what are the other things that I can bring for my clients. Mm-hmm. So I think I just love this freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know a lot of people like that freedom that they have just because it uh, not only allows them to cater to their clients better, Mm -hmm. but it also gives them a lot of flexibility with their family life and their home life. Mm -hmm. So I know that you were mentioning how how difficult it is for people to pick up the phone and reach out, but how have you been taken on advertising this like very niche non nonprofit and how have you made sure that your your um, resources were were available to the people that needed them mm-hmm. so um, I have group of volunteers that I work with um, and most of these volunteers are empty nesters mm-hmm. and these are highly highly educated South Asian females who have given up their uh, careers or did not work for a long time because either they were raising their kids or taking care of their elders or, you know, some other reason. Um, So, you know, with this, I have been able to tap on the wealth that we have in our community. Um, So in my team, I have um, software engineers, I have um, 
uh, hotel management, um, you know, managers who had great experience uh, in past. I have MBAs. Um, I have scientists mm -hmm. who are part of this team. So, you know, we have divided our chores, our marketing, port, uh, you know, platforms. Mm -hmm. So one of my volunteers, she takes care of the uh, FB, the Facebook, oh, okay. one of them, Instagram, and, you know, the others are on email, WhatsApp. Uh, so we are trying to, um, you know, use all the social media platforms that we can. And the biggest, I think, um, means of marketing for us is word of mouth, mm -hmm. you know, because all the clients that come and come to our forums, the next time when they come, they bring a friend with them. Oh, and so okay. it's been growing. My Irvine forum started with 15 and now every session we have 40 plus people coming wow. in there. And so it's really heartwarming. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also do, um, you know, just walk through the communities and just distribute the flyers, you know, the old style marketing. Yes, that yes. also sometimes work, works out to be very successful. Okay. Yeah. So um, how, how long ago did you start this business? Uh, we started, I think, 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. we are not very old. We are very right, um, right. Uh, kind of new. Okay. Well, that obviously makes sense because your marketing techniques are a lot more um, mm -hmm. modern and refined. So what would you have said to the pile from the th two or three years ago who was planning on starting this business? Anything that you've learned um, along the way that you would want to tell her if you could go back in time? Um, I think, um, you know, keep keeping faith in what your, um, what your, mind is telling you and what your gut is telling you i think is very important uh because i i mean say i had this thought but i i hushed it for a long time thinking that no i'm okay where i'm okay mm -hmm. you know why 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 get out and do so much um but um yeah so you know the confidence yes. i think the confidence and um courage okay um and i think the most important part is to have your family on your side before you do anything like that because it takes a lot of your time a lot of your family time is is gone mm -hmm. you know when you start any such venture so definitely be mindful of your family situation if you're really ready to jump into something like this did you tell the listeners where to find sahas online mm -hmm. and on social media yeah you can check us out at sahasforcause.org. That's our website. And um, you can reach out reach us out through our email. It is pile at sahasforcause.org. Mm -hmm. Phone number is 562-526-2508. So please feel free to reach out to us and we'll be happy to talk to you. Okay. Thank you.